Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening for the Worldwide Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, our first event of the evening is a one-ball match with a 15-minute time limit. There ain't nobody. There ain't nobody in wrestling who can make me quit. And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold said so. Tuesday. We are the wrestling all of us. New York City here. Chicago here. Jamie on my left. Linda on my right. But I'm not telling any of the girls who I'm going to give it to in Chicago until that night. Tuesday, wrestling. Tuesday returns to Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. It's Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Follow the show on Twitter at WrestlingTWT, also on Instagram. Wrestling TWT, we'll get a chance to hear from big, big Bears fan, D'Lo Brown, who is a producer with Impact Wrestling in just a moment. Let's talk a little bit about something I've been seeing on Twitter as of late, on my Twitter feed at Wrestling TWT. And that is a lot of conjecture about new school versus old school when it comes to pro wrestling. Now, here's the thing. For someone who's been watching wrestling since the late 70s, I remember my grandfather taking me to the International Amphitheater in Chicago to be able to watch professional wrestling. I was hooked watching Bob Luce Wrestling and watching Vern's TV out of the AWA, and and was able to see syndicated programming from across the country coming on Channel 26 in Chicago, Channel 50, Channel 66, some of the um, regional, local channels here in Chicago. So I was hooked at an early age watching wrestling. And so for me, watching wrestling since the late 70s, there is a style that worked for its time. The style that worked in the 80s and 90s and 2000s was able to advance. So wrestling's always had an ebb and flow. It's been very interesting. I, the one thing that I will always dismiss is that, that whatever is happening today is much better than it was 20, 30 years ago. I, I'll give an example. You will have young people come to the barbershop and tell you that LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. Now, for some people of a certain age, they will believe that LeBron James is the greatest to ever play. It doesn't matter about championships. It's just what they see for the moment. And I'm okay with that opinion. But then you have Gen Xers, that's my generation, that will say there's no question that Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player to ever play. How is it that you could see LeBron James in the same vein and talk about him along the same lines as Michael Jordan? Then you'll have baby boomers say, wait a minute now, wait a minute, but the age of the big man was much better. Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Bill Russell is the greatest champion to ever play in basketball, which is true, by the way, with his 11 championships and two as a coach, which makes it 13. But nevertheless, you take a look at eras. It's a great conversation back and forth, but it should never be bitter. It should never be angry. And I noticed this on my Twitter feed at WrestlingTWT over the last few days about comments like Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is a podcaster. He's got a couple of podcasts a week. He also works for MLW as a color analyst. And he is from that old school. He grew up in that uh, Memphis territory, grew up watching wrestling in Louisville. And so he watched it in the 70s and grew up under it, under uh, the uh, the Jarrett's 
with a lot of that Memphis wrestling stuff and who's able to really grow as a professional wrestling talent. So Jim Cornette has his thoughts. Joey Ryan, if you know who Joey Ryan is, he's got his thoughts. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson have their thoughts. The Young Bucks have their thoughts. The Young Bucks have been around for a while, but they wrestle in more of a more traditional style uh, as of late. Uh, but they were part of the new school when it comes to wrestling. You know, uh, Jim Ross and Cody Rhodes have their thoughts about professional wrestling. Joey Janela has his thoughts about wrestling. It's different. It's different. It doesn't mean that when Jim Cornette says, hey, take the business seriously, we already know that it's a work. You and I both know what wrestling is. You just want to present it in a more serious form. You want it to make it look like boxing, UFC, like a, a very serious sport, even though you and I both know with a wink and nod what wrestling is. But it doesn't mean that because the audience is in on it that you have to um, look at the business as it's just a complete joke and whatever those guys do in the ring, if they're dancing and if they're moving around, hey, you know what? doesn't matter. Just enjoy the moment. And again, there are some from the old school that look at wrestling and say, no, present it as if it is a, a serious situation. I get both, actually. I get both. I know what I prefer because, again, watching wrestling in an old school way, you know, nobody can tell me that Ric Flair and Rick Steamboat were not a great pairing when they went at, at it for the world heavyweight championship or some of the championships regionally it was always great it was always a great chemistry between the two doesn't necessarily mean that omega and okada are, are bad doesn't necessarily mean that some of the stuff that we see today is bad but i can appreciate both i just know that there's some things where in today's wrestling like it was in the 80s and 90s under vince mcmahon there's some times where some of the wrestling that you saw was eye rolling like I don't need a whole bunch of comedy. There's going to be always going to be some haha and some laughs in wrestling, but not to the point where every other match is that, or you're really trying to just pop the crowd with bad comedy. I'm not a big fan of that. I'd rather be able to just see the competition and the storylines. I mentioned this before. Professional wrestling for me is, it comes down to very few things. If I'm going to watch wrestling, I want to see a great promo. I want to see a great story. And the promo being the interview, by the way, for those that, are not familiar. I want to see a great interview between the two or the four or the six people that are going to be fighting one another or wrestling one another. And just same thing in UFC. I want to see a great interview that compel me to watch, make me come to my device and watch you. It's because it's based on your words, on your interviews. So I want to see that. I want to see a, a great story told. Why are you in the ring? Is it a cold match? Is it a great story that's told to uh, make sure that uh, everyone is watching to see the blow off? Will there be a second match? Will there be a third match? What's the story behind it? And then from there, you're just trying to be able to see something that is of interest to all of us where the in-ring product is really solid. And if there is some matches where you got to have some comedy and all that kind of stuff, it all depends on what comedy it is. Everything's not funny. You know, Joey Ryan being able to do what he does with his private parts is not necessarily my cup of tea. It doesn't mean that I hate him. It's just that I just don't, I don't think it's great. I think some of the stuff I've seen from, from other wrestlers of 2019, I, I, it's just not, not my cup of tea. It doesn't mean I hate it. But I, I just don't understand why those that grew up in this era of wrestling, you know, turn a blind eye to old school wrestlers that say, hey, you know what, make sure that you're telling a, a proper story. It's nothing wrong with either side. 
but I just think that the tug of war between Jim Cornette doesn't know what he's talking about. He's out, out of date, and you know the guys like uh, from the old school have no understanding what's going on with today in the new school. They just are bitter and they are frustrated. That's not the case. It's not the case. But those guys in the past knew how to be able to draw money, tons of money. And yeah, they they were able to perform in front of 100 people and 200 people in their past, too, on spot shows. But when things were hot in the Crockett's, in the Crockett era in the uh, mid-Atlantic, and when it was hot in Florida, when it was hot in Puerto Rico, and hot in some of these other territories, Dallas, Portland, uh, in, in Minneapolis, in Chicago, when it was hot... It wasn't just spot show money. Those guys were able to draw a lot of money. So I think I think that many should take credence in what some of the old school wrestlers say because they were able to draw money, a lot of money for a long, long time because of their formula. All they're saying is the formula still works if you care to try it. No need to turn a blind eye to it just because it happened on VHS tape and not on, and not on the WWE Network. Uh, you know, exclusively. So I just, I find it fascinating that in all sports, there's always this tug of war, but there's no need for hate. And just like this guy, you know, middle finger to this guy because he wrestled in the eighties and nineties. Doesn't make sense. And also on the other side, there's no need to look at young uh, wrestlers that are more athletic and more high flying than there ever been before. And there's no need to look at them and say, well, they don't know what they're talking about. All they do is just fly through the air. Well, you know, that, that athleticism is great. Absolutely, because they didn't have that in the 80s and 90s a lot. It was very rarely that you saw someone fly over the top rope in the 80s and 90s. Uh, but you're getting that now in 2019. I enjoy both to an extent. I enjoy both. Uh, I just don't understand uh, the tug of war. Glad that you're with us here on uh, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Bound for Glory, the biggest show for Impact Wrestling is coming to Chicago at the Odium in Villa Park on Sunday, October 20th. Tickets are available on August 9th. Go to impactwrestling.com for tickets and information. But again, on sale for the tickets. Finally, Impact Wrestling is coming back to Chicago at the Odium in Villa Park. We turn now to Crazy Bears fan and executive producer for Impact Wrestling. It is D'Lo Brown. He's with me, Jonathan Hood, right here on TWT. D'Lo, as always, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Man, it's always a pleasure to be on the show, bro. Thank you for having me. So how many hours uh, a day are you working now? Is it 18, 21, 23? I, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth, but I'm working my tail off because I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Man. I know it's a ton because Impact Wrestling is definitely on everybody's radar. I want to talk to you about yeah. something I talked about at the open of, the, of our show here. And that is about old school versus new school philosophy. There is a tug of war, as you've seen on social media at D-Lo mm-hmm. Brown 75. You get this, I get this as well, about what's best, what's better in 2019. Like, like, so you, you've, you've been around Jim Cornette when your time is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and he has his philosophy. You know, yep. uh, Joey Janela or Joey Ryan have their philosophies when it comes to wrestling. My thought was... You know, I think that we can enjoy both. We can enjoy what we like and, and not enjoy what we don't like. Well, what's your thoughts on the back and forth about what's better in 2019? Here's my thing is, if you have a choice, then life is good. You choose what you like. If you don't, you don't like something different, then you don't have to worry about it. Don't condemn someone else for liking something different than you do. Um, I'm an NFL guy. There are some guys who like the CFL. I don't know why, but there are some guys who like the CFL. <laughs> So I'm not going to condemn them for, for watching it. Go watch your product and enjoy. And I think the same thing is about wrestling. Just because 
something's a little different than what you used to or not the way you like it, no need to, to shoot down the other side. Just enjoy what you, what's in front of you. All right, so so now you're just you're gonna take a shot at your impact bosses, okay? I'll I'll send this right to Anthem, because uh, so <laughs> there's I'm sure there's some there that do like the CFL over the NFL, but I, so well, you, hey, hey, it's not my fault they live on that side of the border. Okay? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll be glad to pass that along. So, but so, but Dilo, as you when you are talking to talent today, of course, you come from a different background. What is your philosophy in being able to talk to today's talent on the Impact Wrestling roster about uh, how you came up in the business versus what they can do? Well, uh, when I talk to a pro talent, I definitely show them my flavor of where I come from, and I try to incorporate where they are now so we find a happy medium in between. And so far, I think it's working. I mean, we're not too old school. We're not too new school. We're, I think, like I said, a happy medium of pro wrestling right now, and I'm, I'm enjoying that. The ECW originals uh, have come into Impact Wrestling. There's been a number of them that have been on some shows here. How much of a difference does it make in the product when you have experience on the roster? Well, it's more so than what people see on TV. It's what goes on behind the scenes when you have a guy like Tommy Dreamer or a Rhino or Sabu or Rob Van Dam actually sitting with the younger talent and, and schooling them on a few things. And then you'll see that younger talent go out there and do some of the cool old school stuff with a new school twist. So um, it's invaluable to have, um, you know, experience in the locker room. You can never take it away. So I'm, I'm happy they're here. D'Lo Brown from Impact Wrestling with me, Jonathan Hood, on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Bound for Glory, the biggest show for Impact Wrestling, coming to the Odeman mm-hmm. Villa Park on Sunday, October 20th. Tickets are available on August 9th. Go to impactwrestling.com for information. Um, so, and by the way, speaking of Chicago, Dilo, I mean, you could tell, we can already tell your influence on the product. I mean, Impact Wrestling is finally coming back to Chicago. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so pissed. It's taken so long for this to happen. Impact Wrestling has not been there since you were in the ring with Aces and Eights. It's been too long. It's been too long, and Chicago is a great, great, great wrestling city. Probably the best on the planet, and... You know, I love the city, but I love it when we have wrestling in the city. So I'm happy to be there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to it. I think all of us are looking for Impact Wrestling to make its return back to Chicago. What is the difference uh, in Impact, say, a year ago versus now? How much has it changed in your view? Um, I I just think consistent storyline, talent who embrace what they're doing. Um, and, and great direction, I think, are adding to a product. I mean, you saw what just we just did at Slammiversary and, in my opinion, put out one of the best pay-per-views this year. Um, and I think we're going to continue that trend. I mean, our TV shows consistently is one of the best out there. And I think that's the difference is consistency and one focus to, to make Impact uh, a better product. So uh, so are you uh, you lacing them up? you coming back out? Because... Last time you were here in the ring, uh, you know, in four impact wrestling, you know what happened, right? I mean, you got on the second turnbuckle and you get this road warrior pop, which is just so ridiculous. You're such a ham. You come out there, they know that you're a Bears guy, and then they're just, you get up there, you raise your arms, and you just, ah, is everyone screaming at you. So I'm sure you're going to lace them up, right? No, I'm going to hide in the back and just direct people, and hopefully the kids can get the road warrior pop. Come on, come on, man! You gotta get the crowd no, going. You gotta come out there and just wave your hand with a Bears jersey or something, man. You gotta do something. I'll see him in the parking lot afterwards. 
<laughs> I guess you're not trying to raise our, our expectations. That's what it is. Because when they see you, they want to see you ground and pound. That's what you're. That's well, what you don't want to do, right? I, 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 I once again, I plead the fifth. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm, oh I'm come on, fifth. man! You can give me a little something for goodness sakes. All look, I know. Look, go ahead. Just know this. Just know this. On that day. I'll have one eye on Bound for Glory, and I have another eye on the Bears game happening, you know, <laughs> just around the corner. So, um, just know that he's a CPA and he's a black bear. He is uh, D'Lo <laughs> Brown with us here on ESPN 1000. By the way, you're, I'm sure I'm sure your ears have been burning, right? I mean, for whatever reason, your name resonates with a lot of wrestling podcasts, not just this one, because we're boys. I'm talking about Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff was they were doing a watch along and Bischoff said he wants to smack your face because of because of an old show he was watching twenty years ago. Jim Ross is mentioning you like every other podcast. Your ears are burning, are they not? Uh every day. But I'm I'm glad that, you know, people remember and respect me and, and uh, my peers appreciate the things that I did. So as long as uh they keep talking about me, that's always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and I hear this. I, it, I pop every time I hear it. It's like, man, Delo's getting a lot of getting a lot of love these days. I hope he's hearing these things. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing Brian Cage, Delo, um, because I've not seen him in person. I've seen him on the on the broadcast. Could you tell us yeah. some things about Brian Cage uh, as the champion that we wouldn't know? Um, he's a freak athlete. Uh, you know that he's just mm-hmm. he's a heavyweight, super heavyweight. He moves like a cruiser. Um, and he's incredibly, you know, intellectually sound when it comes to, to matchmaking and, and psychology in the ring. So, I mean, he's a treat for everyone to see, and he happens to be the World Heavyweight Champion, so those are two positive things put together. Is there a match that you want to see with Brian Cage as a champion that we haven't oh. seen yet in the impact? Man, not, now you now you make me stretch here. I mean, anytime that, that kid's in the ring, I, I appreciate it. And I euphemistically, you should call, um, call him a kid because he's, He's a grown-ass man, but uh, anytime I see him in the ring, I sit and watch and marvel. You're not going to give me a name, okay? <laughs> I can't gonna... give you I, – I, you I, I'd like to see him against Jonathan Hood. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not happening because I'm not taking any more bumps. Uh, but, but yes, I think that's it, interesting. You, you can hear, by the way, everybody, how, how tight that tie is right now. As the executive producer for Impact Wrestling, that, that tie is tight around your neck right now, isn't it? I love my job, and I uh, <laughs> I love Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> You're unbelievable. What is, what's happened to my friend? Um, uh, uh, okay, well, well, is, is looking at business, Tennille Dashwood has signed. Can you confirm that Tennille Dashwood is part of the Impact roster? Um, yeah, she is just signed with Impact, and uh, I believe she's making her debut in Mexico City in a few weeks, and I'm, I'm excited to have her on board. I think she's going to, you know, bring some cash to the knockout division and bring a lot of in-ring work, so we're, we're happy to have her. I think that and that in that knockouts division, as you well know, over the years has always been solid, but you're starting to see the Rosemary's, Madison Rain, a veteran, Tessa Blanchard being part of it. It just, it, it's it's really as good as it was before with a lot of younger talent on here. That That's a positive for the company, isn't it? Dude, those girls work so damn hard. And they go out there and they kill it every night. And consistently, they're one of the better matches on the show. And, yeah, it's only only a positive for the company to have have ladies, young ladies like that out there working their tails off to, to, to show that they have equal footing in any company, anywhere, at any time with anybody. And, man, 
it's fun to see. He loves Impact Wrestling. He loves Chicago. He's D'Lo Brown with me, Jonathan Hood, right here on Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday on ESPN 1000. Bound for Glory uh, is taking place at the Odium and Villa Park Sunday, October 20th. Find your way to the Odium. Impact Wrestling finally coming back to the Chicagoland area and tickets on sale on August 9th. Go to impactwrestling.com for more information. Uh, have you wrestled a woman before, D'Lo? Hmm. Uh, no, I have not. Not that I could, rem- not that I can remember. But no, I, mean, that's it, there, I mean, in the ring. Yeah, no, no, not, not that I remember. Okay. Not, in a, not in a one-on-one. Other than like interacting with China, but never like a, a one-on-one intergender type of match. I just want to know. Uh, I wonder, from Sammy Callahan's standpoint, this just kind of the the way that you go about a match with Tessa Blanchard because. I'm not necessarily a fan of intergender wrestling, but I think that the story they told was was compelling enough for me to watch in their last event, and they're going to go at it again. What What are your thoughts on that matchup in particular with Sammy and Tessa? It, it's crazy because they complement each other in so many ways. And when they get up there, like I sat and marveled at Slammiversary, what they did. And at no point did I, I see male versus female. I just saw two wrestlers out there, you know, going at it and telling a good story. Uh, and I think that's translated across because you're not the first person I heard or heard say that, you know, I'm not a fan of intergender wrestling, but that match, I was compelled by the story of it. So I think that is a huge attribute to what they, you know, what they're trying to accomplish, that they could transcend intergender and just have a wrestling match. Does Tessa remind you of anyone male or female in wrestling's past? Uh, Tully. I don't see a TV title around her. <laughs> that, no, but she what you... just she's fundamentally sound in everything she does, and just she reminds me of her dad in many ways because he was, you know, he was that that worker of the team. Him and Arn were the workers of the Horsemen, and she fits right into that mold. She she's not, um, but she's not someone I. I... I hate though when I was a wrestling fan because Tully was always on the backpedal. As you remember, he was a, a classic heel. You see that in Tessa well, also, right? Tessa started out as a heel, so it's okay. She can, she's good. She's a baby face now, but you know, she, you know, heel and face aside, the work rate is what what matters to me, and, and she can go. She can, she can damn sure go. Okay, watch this, everybody. So D'Lo, so yeah. uh, with the uh, Impact Wrestling on Twitch TV and also on the Pursuit Television uh, Network, I want to ask you uh, whether or not there has been conversation about other uh, destinations for Impact as far as television or streaming. You know, Hood, I got to tell you, those Bears look really, really good this year. <laughs> and I'm, li- I'm looking forward to seeing Montgomery come out of the backfield. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see what Ridley's going to do, get over the little hamstring twitch he's got. I'm sorry, did you say something, Hood? Don't forget Bound for Glory taking place uh, at Villa Park at the Odium Sunday, October 20th. August 9th, impactwrestling.com. That's where tickets will be on sale. I'm actually uh, also looking forward to the Bears season. There's some that will look at uh, look at the Bears season and say, well, maybe there's going to be a little bit of a step back. You know, 12-4, and four, winning the uh, division last year. What are your expectations? Um, even if they take a step back, I'm okay with ten and six still winning division. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It, it's not about. It's about making the you know the tournament at the end of the year. That's the important thing. Doesn't matter what your record is when you get there. Just get there. So even if we take a step back, I mean you can't account for that defense being as off the chart as it was last year. That's just you can't account for that. 
you hope Trubisky steps up a little bit, takes that next step. If he does, you know, who knows? But I see us at uh, 10 and 6, 11 and 5. That's fair. That's fair. That what that what that tells me is you believe that Trubisky will take a step, which I also believe also offensively. And again, you got to be blessed with good health too. I mean, that was something that was in the Bears' corner last year, and so this year it has to be the same. The defense is already set. Um, there, there's some D'Lo that will talk about um, uh, changing of the guard with Vic Fangio now the Denver Broncos head coach, and now Chuck Pagano as the defense coordinator. You know, Chuck said uh, told someone off the record. I guess I got to tell you now that. He just said that I, I just need to just stay out of the way. And I agree, Chuck. Yeah. Just stay out of the way. <laughs> Those guys yeah. know what the hell they're doing, right? Yeah, let Cleo Mack run the show. You'll be okay. Just, and, just let and, the Mac man run it. You'll be okay. And, and be healthy, right? And be healthy. That's, that's, a, that's another thing you can attribute for is, is health. You know, you, that's just that's luck of the draw. I mean, two years ago, we, were, we, had, we lost most, you know, man hours from injury. And then last year, we didn't lose any. You know, practically. So you you can never tell that year to year. Let's just hope we're healthy. I can watch Impact Wrestling on Twitch TV and also the Pursuit Channel, right? Yes, you can watch it on Twitch, Pursuit Channel, um, every Friday night, and go out there and find us wherever you can. If you got if you got the internet, you got you got Impact Wrestling. Uh, very well. The uh, Bound for Glory taking place at the Odie Villa Park uh, and uh, D'Lo. It's good to see Impact Wrestling. Back in Chicago, I cannot wait for you to get your Road Warrior pop as you put your hand out and say hello to the fans here in Chicago. They'll be waiting for you. They'll be waiting for you for that pop. So I'm looking forward to you coming out and and uh, being shown up uh, pretty much in your hometown because uh, that's how it works in wrestling. So I look well, forward yeah, to seeing that. You know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to coming back to Chicago. I want to see all the great fans. Let's come on out. Let's pack the odium, guys. Let's just show. Let's show impact. Let's show the wrestling world what Chicago's all about, because we're the greatest wrestling city on the planet. That's right, folks. D'Lo Brown against Sue Young. That'll be one of the major events <laughs> at Bound for Glory. We look forward to that. I've seen you uh, lace, them up, lace them up and get back in the ring in front of your home, folks. Well, D'Lo, <sighs> as always, we, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Damn, hoodie. I love you, dog. Jonathan Hood. <laughs> ESPN 1000.